Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is time now for the bigger picture with Ryan Huang. And we're setting up the week here because there is a lot on the table to keep an eye on tech earnings and a small matter of an FOMC rate decision as well. Uh, lots in the backdrop. And you have also some of the big names coming out with their report cards. We've got Google parent Alphabet, Facebook parent Meta, Twitter, Apple, and also the Chinese property sector will be in focus as China Evergrande is expected to deliver a restructuring plan this week. And also, over the weekend, we had the news around Ukraine's or their support being the target of missile strikes by yeah. Russia. So that's also being digested by investors. But let's get a bigger picture from Suresh Tantia. He is the Senior Investment Strategist for Credit Suisse. Morning, Suresh. How are you doing today? Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, Suresh. Glad to have you on. Now, let's talk about what's been in the headlines recently and it's all about how these rising interest rates will possibly cause a lot of pain for business owners and consumers and maybe even stock market investors. Where are we now when it comes to what's been priced in? So when we look at the US interest rates, I think by the end of September, most of the rate hikes would have been delivered. Market is already pricing in US interest rate at 3.5% by the end of the year. And our view is also that it will be in the range of 3.5% to 3.75%. So I think a lot of the rate hikes are already priced in. Mm. And given that inflation will start to moderate going forward, especially given the recent slump in commodity prices, I think the Fed um, commentary could also become less hawkish. So that should be a positive news flow for investors. Yeah, so let's just talk about a commentary that we might hear in the coming days. We've got possibly, possibly commentary coming through from some of the tech companies. We've been hearing from them talking about slowing down hiring. And that could also spill over to other sectors as well. What's your expectations of the state of the economy? Will the markets react to the news that's been coming out and will come out in the coming days? There is no doubt that growth is going to slow down this year and next year as well. So next year, we are looking at the US economy growing at 1.1% in terms of real GDP. So that would be definitely below the trend we have seen over the last 10, 20 years. So the higher interest rates, higher commodity prices mm-hmm. will eventually start to bite into the economic outlook and also the earnings picture. But we are not looking at the recession right now because uh, the service economy is still doing very well. Try booking a flight or try booking a, a mm-hmm. fly, uh, or a hotel anywhere in the world right now, you will have to pay substantially higher prices. So that shows that demand is still there. So although the goods economy is going to slow down, but I think the recovery in the service economy is going to keep the global economy afloat. Yeah, Suresh, there is that question mark about how these rising costs, how much of that can be passed on to consumers? So when you look at where investors should be putting their money, where do you think will be the best places for exposure and where should it be cutting from? So within the equity market, I think it makes a lot of sense to stick with the US equity market because it's the most resilient economy in the world. It has the most dynamic corporates. They are able to pass on the higher cost to consumers mm-hmm. and margins could be maintained. Yes, valuations are not cheap, but given the inherent strength of the US economy, I think the USA equity market is going to trade at a premium. The other space to look at would be China equity market. It's a beaten down market. Mm. Uh, it's down 15% this year, 20% last year. So market has lost a lot of value in the last 18 months. And given the strong support coming from authorities via fiscal policy, via monetary policy, 
I expect a recovery in the economy in the next uh, few quarters. So it makes sense to have some exposure to China as well. Mm, and we talk about China, the property sector is a huge part of the Chinese economy. What's your take on where the property sector is right now? Has it bottomed out? I think the, the property sector will remain under pressure because the government do not want to see the systematic issue of high leverage in the economy. So they would probably do some uh, short-term supporting measures so that there is no impact on homeowners or the supply chain. But in terms of investing into the real estate market, whether it's bonds or equities, I think investors will be disappointed. Mm. Um, they are better off investing into other sectors, especially clean energy space and also the internet things. Mm, clean energy could be one to watch in the coming years. So that's definitely something to keep in focus. And when you look at Europe, um, we've got a lot of issues playing out. You've got the Ukraine-Russia war. You've got a possible recession. Is that a place to cut exposure from? Yes. So we are underweight on European equity market. I think European equities are going to lack uh, the world equity market uh, for the reasons you mentioned. Uh, the high gas prices and the Russia conflict is going to weigh on the Eurozone economy. So next year, we are looking at the uh, Euro economy growing at 0.8% in terms of real GDP. And ECB has only started to high policy rate. Mm. So as the rates go higher in Europe, it's going to take a toll on the economy as well. So that's why I think the uh, Euro equity market could have been a depression. Mm. And we look at Singapore equities. Where do the banks and REITs play for you? How high would they be on your to-buy list? I would prefer uh, banks right now because the balance sheet of banks are very strong. They are paying a dividend yield of anywhere between 4.5% to 5%. Uh, we don't see a margin pressure as rates are still going to remain high and loan growth is still healthy. Singapore is uh, Singapore banks are also going to benefit from a recovery in the Chinese um, uh, economy. On the other hand, for REITs, uh, the spreads are very tight. Yields are not that attractive. So I'm a bit cautious on uh, REITs at the moment. And when it comes to balancing your portfolio, how much are you putting into equities and how much into fixed income right now? So we are still advocating for an overweight call on equities because we think there is a value in this asset class and the recovery could take place. But slowly we are starting to um, nibble into the fixed income market. So we are recommending clients to look at the investment grade bonds, we are, which are yielding 4.5% in US dollar. And the other space that we like is the emerging market hard currency sovereign bonds, which are yielding more than 8% in US dollar. So be more selective in the fixed income market and maintain the overweight call in uh, equities. All right, some fixed income opportunities um, surfacing, but equity is still the main player here. I've been chatting with Suresh Tantia. He is the Senior Investment Strategist for Credit Suisse. Suresh, thanks for your time and have a great week in advance. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.